0: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery free in terms apply, see McDonald's.com.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. they are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7 365 days of the year let's all take a moment to talk more than football
2: this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan
1: network talk sport powered by fans
3: Hello and welcome to another edition of Red Side of the Trent. Unfortunately, we are now discussing a defeat 2-1 defeat at Brentford, leaving Forrest in 17th place. Though, unfortunately, with Everton and Leicester playing, this still does not prevent Forrest going into the bottom three come Monday evening. I am joined by Christian Brown and Rhys Lane. Lee Clark to join as soon as possible, uh, obviously. So we're going to start off with the team sheet first of all, Christian. Uh, Nia Cate put out a cryptic message that he wasn't going to be available, but uh, he was. Uh, the one change that was made was Joe Worrell in for the injured Nico Williams, leaving uh, Serge Aurier right back or right wing back, however you want to call it. Was you happy with this, or would you have changed it and gone similar to how we did against Liverpool in our last away game?
2: Um, I think it's it's difficult because I think that the way that we play in that position it's not like we were last season where it's more like it was very clearly a 3-4-1-2 and like you know we had joy over the wide forwards obviously it does seem as if in the Premier League you sort of sacrifice that a bit more for shape so it obviously that needs to Johnson should Johnson be starting because obviously he's not really fitting into that system but then equally he's the biggest goal threat so um that was sort of one of the things but I mean, having the Akati back was a massive boost I thought and um you know, like, near I thought, was excellent yesterday. I thought the whole, the back three, generally speaking, were very good. So, I think, um, you know, it's testament that the only time Ivan Tony had a shot on goal was the calamity that will come on to in due course. I mean, he did nothing. He may as well not be in the pitch. He was like a ghost. Um, you know, and that was testament to how well near played, as well as the other back two. And it, it's just, yeah. Um, obviously, going back to the question, would I like to see be a bit more adventurous? Like we were against Liverpool, probably. But... Yeah, overall, in terms of the personnel, I thought Newcastle. it was great to see him involved. It's a big boost for everyone involved. Um, it's actually quite worrying whenever he goes off, which I'm, I'm probably sure he will do again at some point this season, Um, the last four games. But if he keeps bouncing back, it's going to be a good thing. And thankfully so far, when he has played, he's been good as gold, apart from that one mishap at Newcastle.
3: I mean, yeah, very heavy strapping on that left leg, it seems, but seems to be kind of managing it Reasonably well. Uh, Reese. it was really boring first half, wasn't it? I mean, you said it yourself. You said this game is so turgid. And then not, as, as nothing's happening and, and half-time's kind of coming in, Danilo pops up with his second goal in in as many games.
4: Yeah, I mean, it, it was a bit of a, a boring first half, wasn't it? But like you said to me, Adam, it was ideal for us because if it would have finished a drab, boring nil-nil, we have took the point and ran towards the many office buildings around Brentford community stadium with the point. So so yeah, um but obviously on the stroke of half time, I mean what what a massive boost. Um obviously get a bit fortunate with Gibbs White shot falls into the path of Danilo but we'll take that bit of luck and to be fair to Danilo he, he shows again composure of a world class centre forward and just sends it into top corner. No chance for David Rare. Does really well to stay on side as well. Um I think that's something a one you struggled with in the first half at one point when we fed him through. Um so that was good. And yeah, you can you kind of felt going into half time, it gave us again something to hang on to. And with how the game was going, with hard drab it was, you just thought, God, we should at least be kind of guaranteed a point at least here, if not the three points. But, you know, as we'll come on to I'm not gonna steal anyone else's funder, it turned out to be a you know, disaster in the end. From the outside looking in, you'd say it was like
3: the perfect away performance up until like half-time you score at the perfect time because you changed both managers' team talk. I mean, what what Cooper would have been elated with that, surely. Oh, do...
4: Of course, because if it had gone, there'd have been no complaints from either team if it had gone nil-nil at half-time because nobody had really done that much, had they? It was a pretty... It wasn't like a bit of a pre season friendly kind of feel, wasn't it, really? Um, You know, Brentford were on, as Lee likes to say, on the beach kind of thing. And us, we're not going to go probably to Gunco because we don't want to get caught out by conceding a cheap goal in the first half. Um, So, yeah, it was, you know, really the ideal first half. You couldn't have grumbled, really, with the result, what we went in at half time with.
3: Yeah. Christian moving on to second half, obviously, was expecting Brentford to have much of the ball as as kind of sitting in that low block, block as people like to call it. Um, I just think it's defending deep, to be honest. But um, poor decision-making on on the counter. Uh, Tyrell only got dragged after a couple of times where he, he failed to control the ball or passed it into nobody. He looked, he looked shot, to be honest, and I was quite glad he got dragged off. But a few complaints obviously in hindsight after us losing the game at the end of the day to bring Andre Ayou on. What what did you make of, of that decision at the time? Because at the time I wasn't I wasn't too fussed about him being up front because I know he can be a bit of a handful like he was against Newcastle, but equally I'm like Emmanuel Dennis is sitting on the bench there or or a Sam Sorridge who who's just as full of life if not more.
2: Uh I mean, I agree in the sense that Tyler has to come off because he was clearly blowing out his ass. Like he was making. I mean, it was just it was interesting. Obviously, what recent are very true. But the first half was like I even tweeted. It's like that first 40 minutes of that half was basically like an insomnia cure. Nothing happens. Like There was nothing. There was, no one was doing anything. It was just like the um that game in the Simpsons where it just passed. It's like, holds it, holds it, holds it. Literally nothing was going on. And then all of a sudden, with like five minutes to go in the first half, like, I think this is probably the first um instance of how maybe tired of what he was because I think this gives White picks him out with this like absolute peach of a ball. And, you know, Reyes just comes sprinting out of his goal and he's just ballooned it over the bar like it's just a very simple header and I think you, you can see then that's sort of the action of a very tired mean, I said on um after the Brighton game like when Lewis Dunk made that handball that was an action of a very tired individual and it felt the same with Tywo even then that was in the first half still like because I mean I'm pretty sure even a, more, a semi-alert Tywo probably buries that with his eyes closed it was a very easy chance and um yeah, obviously he was given the ball away left right and centre when he came. Well, he had to come off. There's no two ways about that. He had to come off. But again, the issue is, I mean, I'm just at a loss. I mean, I think it's fair to say now. I mean, I played. He must play at least ten games with Forest now, right? It's fair to say he's he's going to go into the you know Scott Dobie, Eugene Darzi category of worst ever Forest strikers. Because I mean what does he actually offer us? I mean, you say about holding the ball up against Newcastle. He was shit at him. Like, he's never done anything for us. Like, I, I get that Cooper trusts him. And obviously, that's what Cooper's going on to try and get us out of this situation. But I mean, you know, I understand as well that players have similar strengths. Like, Sam Surridge, maybe isn't someone that you want. 12 games that he's played for us, fucking hell. And all we've got for that to miss penalty. I get, um, I get Sam Surridge isn't really someone that you want. If, you, if you're if sitting back like that and you're looking to spring on the counter, Saric probably isn't the man for that. He's someone that you want, like, if you're looking for a goal and you want someone to come alive in the box, Sam Saric is your man because that's where he is. That's where his bread and butter is. you He gets the ball to the box. He finishes, he scores. That's he's not someone that you want tracking back 64 to 70 yards to hold shape and then be nowhere near the goal because that just takes him out of the game completely. Um, but so I understand why he wasn't utilised. I don't get why Dennis wasn't because, you know, me and talk about this before the pod started. If you're looking to break away in a counter-attack, Dennis is perfect for that. He'll carry the ball like 30, 40 yards. And like, are you just... It was like watching someone run through treacle, like when he had the ball, he was going forward. Like he was so everything, his decision-making, his movement, everything was just so slow. It's like, and the... It was so easy for the defence. I was just looking at him like, is this a joke? Like, And just shuff... quickly shuffled into position. And by the time I'd done that, you still hadn't realised. Like I I don't understand it at all. I, I I think like at this point now, um obviously we've seen the telegraph story this morning and on the one hand I do understand that it's not exactly ideal if the owner's like getting an article out saying how pissed off he is after every defeat. I think this is fairly justified because I uh, again like the I.O. experiment has to stop. It has to stop several games ago. Like it's very clear that, you know, understand fair enough he's turned down money. I th- I think we've signed him just so Everson couldn't. Really, if I'm being honest, and that's come at the expense of losing someone like Lewis O'Brien or Steve Cook, who, you know, with our defensive issues, Cook would have been ideal for, and with our midfield issues, O'Brien would have been ideal for. So we've suffered as a result of signing this donkey. And you no, know, yesterday was a part a part and parcel for that again. Like you know, as
4: soon as he came on, Forrest may as well been out of ten men there and then.
3: Hmm. Rhys, anything to add?
4: Yeah, just to touch on Christian's point that the reason I. Is getting it in ahead. There's only one reason, and that's a trust thing with Cooper. Unfortunately, you know, Emmanuel Dennis had a decent little run in the team. I thought he was effective. Now he's now he's been dropped back to the bench. I mean, Sam Surridge has hardly had any chance at all. It, that's the only thing I can put it on that Cooper thinks defensively. I'm going to probably get more out of Andre Ayew than the other two. I don't think he. I don't think he's ever really trusted Dennis to do what he wants. With what we've already spoken about. Him not being a Cooper signing on this pod, but you know you you you, you, you need you do need it. I know it was one 0 up and we had something to hang on to, but you do need an outlet still. And Dennis, I thought would have been ideal on the counter attack. You know, playing through the middle. You then you've got Gibbs, White, Dennis, and Johnson to spring on Brentford because at some point they was going to have a go. And you know that that's not. I mean, that's not the only reason it's cost us yesterday. There being this, mm. this, so many reasons, but. Um, yeah, I have to agree with Christian. I'm struggling to see what Ayu's offered us. He's had twelve cameos slash starts now for us and all we've got to show for it is a missed penalty, unfortunately. <laughs> the, the, yeah, I, mean, the, I don't the, think he's
2: a reason we <clears throat> lost the game. I mean I think that's no. I mean that's I don't I did see some people sort of try and pin it on that and that's just not true. But I mean again we'll cover I mean I'm sure we'll cover Cooper's just a, mate, just a course, bit of a
4: negative. just a bit of a negative sub, was it? it? It was, it was like, crap. But like old old shape it, be, it was for crap. forty it, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. The
2: subs were crap yesterday. Yeah. I mean, another example. We, uh, you're right about what you say about obviously you're going to take Johnson off, then put Dennis on at that point. At least you still got something to go forward with. When Kiyate came on, it was like right, okay, it's just going to be one up front yeah, and you, you can't you, you, run. You, you need an right, You need like, an outlet, don't It you, was just stupid. It was poor, poor subs yesterday. That's ultimately what's going to cost us the most the
3: the trust thing kind of doesn't really make too much sense because when he has played Dennis in in the six starts he's had he's had four goal contributions so that doesn't I don't understand I don't understand like how you can't trust a guy who's obviously clearly provided for
4: you <laughs> yeah but you look at the you know there's been several like article slash complaint certainly he wasn't happy with Dennis's defensive work and obviously gave the ball away didn't he at Man United that was an article and he was absolutely raging about etc so I mean you know you got to have some attacking players on the field you know what I mean but then
3: that doesn't even make that's even another contradiction because Cooper's even said in, in interviews he wants positive mistakes well, wow. Dennis is going to give you positive mistakes, unfortunately. So that it, it, it's all a massive contradiction. And, and to be fair, if the sub's what it should have been, if if Johnson went off because of fatigue or injury or whatever, Kiate on for for a one need to go free midfield, and you put Dennis up front with with Gibbs White, and if that was what I was going to do. But we're now joined by obviously Lee Clark. So I'm going to get get you involved, Lee. Obviously the the goal that Brentford got back into the game with it's a cheap foul some people saying it wasn't a foul in the build-up. I, I don't believe that for a minute, but I mean, take it away because there's a, there's a number of mistakes in that, one from the wall, one from Navas potentially, but I'm not a goalkeeper, so I'll, I'll let you you pipe in with, with a goalkeeping head on at least.
5: Well, well, I mean, anyone who's listening to this pod and as you call me a goalkeeper is uh, going to be absolutely himself. <laughs> um, but yeah, as from someone who played a very averagely um in goal. I always think you set your wall up and the wall is gonna that that's their side of the net essentially. Um what you don't expect from the players in the wall is for it to break at any point. I mean that's kind of the idea of the wall. Um so yeah it's a it's a massive for a big sod like Kayate it's an absolute massive mistake for him to just, just take it upon himself to kind of split the wall and and essentially ruined Navas's plan to prevent it from going in the goal. Um I think because of that, I think it's then caught Navas by surprise that it's you know going towards the net um and subsequently he's kind of made a bit of a hash of keeping it out of the net. So yeah, I think um a goalkeeper as good as Navas will want it like we, like I said on the last podcast, he's he's an elite player and he's got an elite mentality, so he'll be disappointed that he's not kept it out. Uh, but at the same time, there might have been a few stern words between him and Kiyate in the dressing room. I think.
3: I mean, I think on the highlights you see Warrell asking Kiate, like, where, "Where was he?" Because if he just stands there, it hits mm. him in the shin. He probably kicks it away or or whatever. It's it's so unforgivable, man. Like, for some, like you say, someone like such a big bloke, someone who's an enforcer, as you will. And that and that is shocking. And I mean, I I I generally feel a bit sorry for Navas because he actually palms it onto the post, it hits him and goes in. Maybe he should do a bit better because with, with, a lot of people are saying it was his fault for the Brighton goal, his fault for one of the Leeds goals yesterday. I mean, two, two he gets beat at the se- near post for the, se- for the second one, which we'll talk about in a bit. But um, Christian, I'll let you jump in.
2: See, I don't feel sorry for Navas. I mean, I, I agree with what, what you're saying, that the ball was at fault and it was at fault. But equally, it's from 25, 30 yards. It, you know, he, he's even up, especially with Kiyosu running out the way like that or jumping out the way, Navas has still got a semi-clear line of sight, I think. I mean, we'll put it this way. If Jordan Smith does that, we all go, oh, that's be expected. Hmm. Like, because it, it's, let's call it for what it is, it's fucking abysmal goal keeping there's no getting away from it and it's something that you'd expect a lot better from a three-time Champions League winner like it, 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 both things can be true here the, the wall being an embarrassment after 80 minutes of hard work and toil to get to that position is very correct it's very on the nose and it's true because you know again Kiyate, like you said in the four service like we saw him literally like launching bright players like ragdolls on Wednesday and he just jumps out of the way like that I mean that's piss poor like you said unforgivable but equally Navas has he just parries it in the net. Like, he did, like there's no, there's no getting away from it. He just pushes it into the side netting. Like it's he's even got a chance to sort of. I don't, oh, it's, it's it's bad. And like, again, like we're constantly having this conversation now about never aren't we? And I know what Lee said in the last pop was true in that every goal we concede, someone's going to sort of go, oh, that should have been kept out. That should have been kept out. But equally, when you get you get beat twice, twice in near post, people are going to say it even louder because he was at fault yesterday. There's no getting away from it. He was at fault. And realistically, like I said, it's like, you expect better from from any Premier League calibre goalkeeper, let alone someone as good as Carlos Navas is. So, I mean, obviously we'll probably talk about the, you know, the one, the save from the deflected strike, which he had no right on God's earth to save. But we can't have, like, moments where he's giving away goals and then trying to make it up with an outrageous save. It doesn't work that way. That's not going to help us in this situation. And yeah, he was at fault for both goals yesterday.
5: I don't. Uh, I don't think those goals yesterday were the ones that I was kind of referring to on the last pod. I think you like to say people have got a right to question the goalkeeper for both goals yesterday. Um, I just wonder with Nava, he's not a particularly uncompromising figure that you'd stereotypically associate with a goalkeeper, is he? And I just think sometimes, I mean, would a taller? It sounds a bit simplistic, but would a taller goalkeeper goalkeeper maybe have kept that out yesterday? I'm not sure. Um, it's just one of those, uh, like Christian says, it is really bad for a, for a three times Champions League winner. You expect him to keep those out of the net, really?
4: It was just yeah. a shambles all round onto that goal. You know, yeah. like Christian just said, for the what I mean, there was more holes in that wall than a bleeding sieve. You know, if you see, the, <laughs> if, you see the, if you see the freeze frame from behind, it, <laughs> there's there's loads of holes in there. I know Quiattes made made it out of the way, but. For, <laughs> It may as well not be there. there. Take one in in the bleeding wedding tackle if you have to. When you're down at the bottom, like we discussed, you you have to dig in. And you just take the hit, for goodness sake. If it hurts you, well, you know, you've stopped a goal. And then, you know, he kind of fumbles it in, doesn't he, Navas, really? It was very similar to kind of, if you guys go back to last season, the the first game of the season, Coventry away, when they made it 2-1, Samba kind of did the same We like pushed it into the net, didn't he? And it was like, yeah, I I, no. I was behind the goal that game. I was like, that's ex- yeah. gone in. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's gone in, that hasn't. Yeah, I mean, and then obviously after that happened and obviously what precedes it after, as we'll talk about in a minute, it's just a joke. I was completely within absolutely no danger of losing. In that game, we've lost the game. And then even, even when that free kick goes in, you, you kind of think he yeah, had right. If we get a point here, not a bad, not a too bad result, we'll take it. And then just to completely go under and lose a game in the last 10 minutes is I, you know unforgivable, I mean, really.
3: I mean I'm moving on to you, Reese, anyway, because obviously what happens is, and, and we spoke about this um and, and obviously put a lot of blame on Cooper with single substitutions when you've got five to use in obviously three stages because unfortunately Danilo goes off in a bit of a freak accident there's nothing like where he's pulled up or anything he's just gone to hit a shot he's completely aired it and it's obviously I've, I people have done this in the past and you can you can pull an in you can pull a muscle quite quite easily with with not having the impact of the ball on the end of of a shot and he's gone off and we're down to 10 and that's not the first time it's happened this season
4: and I, I, I mean that that I don't like that rule, but that's the rule, so I'm not going to start moaning about that at all. But yeah, I mean we've discussed the tie one. Um, obviously the kuyato one and discussed. I I didn't really see the need for Yates to come on for Mangala. Um, I know you and um, Emma were saying about this about to bring Yates on, but I thought the midfield was fine. At that stage, it was, you know, we weren't getting any problems. I'm just trying to see when um, that sub happens. So, a minute a minute before the goal, you know, we we talk about this sub, didn't we, at West Ham when we made a sub in the centre midfield and we completely went apart. And that's what, you know, this is not, God, no, uh, Ryan Yates, folks. It wasn't now. But that was, a. I didn't really understand that sub. Just keep the midfield as it is. And to be honest, with the amount of injuries we keep having, etc., and we did look leggy as well towards the end yesterday, maybe keep a sub window just in case these free cap injuries keep happening, which they do. And just, you, you know, because we, we can't keep playing. We were then playing with 10 men in injury time again. So there was six minutes of injury time. The same happened at Villa. What did we do at Villa with 10 men? We conceded again. What did we do yesterday in injury time with six minutes? We conceded again. And, you know, it, it's, We've gone from ten minutes ago looking like we're gonna to cruise to a one nil win. You're probably gonna to have to a tiny bit of pressure from Brentford at the end to losing the game. I just generally still can't believe I we've lost that game yesterday. I mean, I've not felt this deflated about a loss for quite a while. Like I said to you guys, I generally would have rather got beat five nil yesterday than how we did and we lost that game yesterday. Yes. Um, you know, as you like to say, had an, an absolute sucker punch unfortunately and you know I've I've seen um obviously a lot of fans like yeah you've got to stay positive which you have um, but now all his hopes are being pined on beating Southampton and that, that that's not a guaranteed three points. We said that about Everton and Wolves this you know only a a month or so ago and we failed to beat either of them. So we put pressure back on ourselves whereas if you won the game yesterday and held it out you're literally about touching survival, thinking if we beat Southampton um, a week tomorrow, we're nearly there. And now mm. we've put ourselves back under pressure. We'll be back in a relegation zone, obviously, come Monday evening. And you've also probably handed a little boost to the likes of Leeds who played today, thinking, oh, Forrest have chucked it away. That gives us a bit more fighting bellies. But just so, I'm just so disappointed that I, we took that game away yesterday. Really am. Let me L- come in.
5: Go oh, on, Lee. I was just going to say on the sub thing. I do get why the sub thing is in, where you can only make three, but yeah, because if, people if you, waste time. If you think time. about it, I mean, this is supposedly the best league in the world, and it it, it just kind of when it happens like yesterday again. It, it, laws are laws. We have to do what you know, what's within them. But I just think I get why they've done it, but why don't they just say to clubs once it gets to the ninetieth minute, you've only got one more sub left, so that teams don't set the piss with it. I just think games finishing with 10 men, it's just kind of ruining the integrity of games and mm. stuff, isn't it? I just Especially
4: think... through injury as well, you know I mean? mean? It's two injuries in the Villa and the Brentford games. they're both done, both hamstring injuries it looks like, and you've got to play with 10 men.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's it, I mean yeah. I, I get it, shape. I mean, at my level they don't have the three windows, so I've seen it happen numerous times this season, it's one nil going into injury time, and every time the ball goes out Lino will have a sub, and it's just it just kills all the game, basically, for five minutes or whatever, but why don't they just bring it in? We'll scrap the windows, but as soon as it gets to the ninetieth minute, you've got one sub left, and that's it. Mm. Potentially, I mean, well, I'm going to stick with with you, Lee, about the the goal that
3: obviously wins it for Brentford because again, a calamity of errors. The uh, silver cuts inside too easily goes past Lodi, and then Morgan gives White and Kiate turn, turn their backs, and Navas is beating at at the front post. I mean. I don't know what you want to say about that. It was such a, another bad goal to concede, another poor goal to concede against a team where we kept them at arm's length.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's it, again, I've said it on this podcast this season a lot. Um, It's the sort of goal you concede when players have been hit by a sucker punch and they just feel sorry for themselves for 10 minutes. Um, Again, is it a lack of proper leaders? I'm not sure because a lot of those players on the pitch you know, produced a a brilliant performance against Brighton. So again, Christian said it before, we're we're a different animal away from Nottingham, aren't we? As soon as we leave that NG postcode, we're a completely different animal. Um, a kind of soft, timid, um, reserved animal, if you like. So yeah, I don't really know I don't really know what I want to say about the goal without pissing myself and everyone off probably. Um it's just so preventable, isn't it? I mean Oh, it's just so bad. It's it. It just it just, just looks. you look it, at the goalkeeper again. I guess it just post. looked to
3: me so lazy and, and and tired. Like like you would say, but but come on now. We're like, like like just just that little bit extra to to give and 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 defend basically because a port a point is still okay. We would have all would have snatched it. Me and reset reset it earlier. Would have all especially been... with ten men as well. Yeah, again. yeah absolutely. I mean you, completely... you, you you kind of did put it on there, Reese, so when, when we were, you were like, We're gonna lose this. And I was like, Oh
4: god, don't yeah, say I thought it yeah, so. but, as soon as the we yeah, went off, could, I was like, That's it. Like, yeah, with ten, yeah. 10 men you're gonna you're inviting six minutes of Brentford pressure and it's like they're gonna be chucking balls into his box. They didn't really need didn't need to, have to I mean, it was comp- so tired of a challenge. Wanted from Loddy? Mm. and then um, is it the silver went by, and was it? Yeah,
3: yeah. And Gibbs, um, why and Kiay just uh, turn their backs.
4: On and the then ball. there's people, these people moaning like, oh, it should be offside. I mean, you know, is that is that how bad we've got that like, we're wanting someone ruled out for offside because he's maybe his hair on his foot, knee might be offside. Not, he's not, me. he's not even, he's not even yeah. close to being not, offside. He's not nowhere near me. offside. You know, it it's just we, 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 the only people who got a self-sabling estate is us, as as you know, the whole round. Nobody else, not the referees, not anybody else. We we chucked, we completely chucked it away, and you know, and it was
2: a classic Forest. It, it was, it? It, was it
4: was a classic Forest that we all know, yeah. the
2: butlers, the ones that throw away playoff semifinals, the ones that like choke when you need. They least need. Yeah. to.
4: that was Forest to a T. So that was yeah. So honestly, so like I just said, it I've I've not felt as deflated after a loss for I can't remember a lot a long long time that yesterday because mm. it was just it just down to ourselves. Brentford yeah. didn't even really, but like like Christian just said, and I said to you, yesterday, Adam, he didn't even know Ivan Tony were playing. No, he generally didn't know he were playing. I'd I'd love to know how many touches he had yesterday, because the it wasn't many at all.
3: No, you know, I mean so. Christian, how, how damaging is that? That loss after such a good win in midweek. The, the, the I mean the only positives that you could potentially say is Yates come back, Danilo score, but Danilo might be injured. And after he, and again another player that's starting to get into their stride like Nico Williams was, and and now we d- we don't know what the extent of that injury is. The way he, law- what he tried to like hobble off yesterday tells me he, his season might be done. But stranger things have happened, <laughs> with 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 hamstring injuries. This season.
2: I'm just sick of it. Like every game. It seems to be every game now as well. I mean, like I saw, um, like I said, it was the 22nd time this season that Forrest have had someone have to leave the field injured and be substituted. And that is that is apparently the most in the entire EFL pyramid, the whole 92. Mm. So, I mean, like I keep saying, I keep banging a drum. At what point do we look at our medical department and go, what the fuck are you doing? Because that's just, that isn't normal. 22 times in one season, that isn't normal. And like, you can say it's down to the people we're signing, down to the ones that, you know, I, I don't buy that to a degree. Obviously, players are going to be injury playing players not I mean, use the example of Was it He missed three games in four years before he came to the Forest. Like, it's not as easy to say, oh, that person's the croc. it's going to happen, or they're old, it's going to happen. It goes deeper than that. And like, you know, it's just fucking infuriating now. Like, I mean, you I don't I don't actually remember the last thing we had where we got through it and the player didn't get to go off injured. I really don't. Mm. And um it's just embarrassing. We we aren't equipped off the pitch. I mean again, it's might come up a bit around We all had to sing a song about Forest and Magic on off the pitch. Well we are in some areas, but we're not we're definitely not in others. (laughs) And like I just think like, you know, we've banged it before, like, you know, the um the cosmetics of the stadium, they're not Premier League standard. The medical department is fucking public standards, you know, and it's just certain things like that, you know, if even things a training ground with being promised things, they haven't happened yet. They're not Premier League standards. You know, we've got, um, if you look at the Category 1 um, academy, that's apparently in doubt. That's not Premier League standards. We've got, you know, Gary Brazil and Warren Joyce out of contract and no one spoke about it. That's not Premier League level. Like the whole thing its just, it's been so short-term focused. And it just we just ignored so many key issues i mean the the, the ramifications of that result could be huge we, we, we all have to see, but ultimately, if it is huge, Cooper has to take a huge amount of responsibility for that because this is on him, these mm. are his subs, these are his decisions like as soon as um you know when the, when like I said earlier, when he took Johnson off, we had no out whatsoever, so as yeah. soon as they scored to equalize, as stupid as the goal came about. We had no chance of equalising because there was no, you couldn't do anything. There was no you, you couldn't just go to Dennis and sorry, go right read a goal, you two get on, because you use all his subs. So yeah. again, it's just piss poor game management. It's piss poor actions from players who should be better, should know better. And yeah, it's just incredibly frustrating. And the only positive I can take from it, and this is again clutching at very thin straws, is that if you'd said you take three points from Brentford and Brighton, we probably would have said that's a good return. Because realistically, we will expect it at best two, at the very best two. We will assume like Brighton have just put six past balls, for example. You know, that could have easily been us, but it wasn't and we played well and we deserved the win. So that's the only way I can look at it. So if we 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 all said from this one as well that like, you know, ideally seven points, but a minimum of five. Obviously we're on course to be in between now. If we beat Southampton, it will be six points. So we'll look back at this game and we will we will we'll forget it. We'll forget the breadth of the match like it never happens and that's okay. Yeah. But it, 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 as we've done before this season, it just puts huge pressure on that Southampton game in the same way we did at Everton in the same way it did at Wolves just because we're so fucking spineless and gutless away and make terrible decisions so I mean, yeah, it's 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 poor and ultimately if we go down, like we said earlier this will be one of the moments we look back on and say yeah. that, that's why we went down
3: I mean, it's the ninth time this season we've thrown away a from a winning position we've we've lost five of those games and drawn four that's 26 points I mean you take ten of those
2: points even and even we're, 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 those. On, we're on and we're on five 40. of those and we're safe yeah like,
1: uh, also um, I'm
2: pretty sure as well in, in true Forest fashion that is the first time this season because
4: they're the last team to do it that Brentford went a goal down and won the game I know um, Christian was just saying there as well like even if we beat Southampton we'll probably forget about this game which yeah to a certain degree you will but will win yesterday and win against Southampton. You're basically there, are staying up. Yeah. You're basically there, staying. Up. Even if we beat Southampton, which is now we, which is a must win regardless. We've even more pressure on. We beat Southampton to thirty three. You think, oh, and um, we still need another, a really another good solid result. Whereas if you the won yesterday, like what we should have done, you know, seeing the game out would have would have nearly been there. It would have put us on thirty six points. We we would have January had been pretty much there in my. Opinion. I mean, we've seen West Ham on thirty four. Everyone reckons yeah. that so. Yeah, exactly. And so... they game in hands, Man City away, which yeah, you know, you'd have to be they're a not win. Yeah. yeah. So but, so, <laughs> it's just honestly so so frustrating. I'm not going to like blow my lid because that isn't my type of thing to do. But so frustrating yesterday, honestly.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee In terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team.
3: So before we get into some slept on it thoughts, we had a, a DM from from one of our listeners, Ian Finch, and um, we we always jokingly say we need a jingle for the slept on it thoughts, and he's kindly made us one. So before I uh, obviously re- get into it, we'll, we'll obviously play you the jingle.
1: Red side of the Trent, <laughs> slept on it thoughts.
3: So um, we'd love to, we'd love to hear what what people think of it. I think I mean we we think it's bloody brilliant. So thank you for for that, Ian. We appreciate that. So let's get into them. So Sisson's substitutions killed us. We had no way out. Brought on two defensive mids in place of our top scorer and dynamic attacking midfielder. Hope Ayu gets on the pitch. How how you gets on the pitches beyond me? Cooper can't manage a lead. Go uber defensive and try hang on. I've never said this, but he goes at the end of the season. Keith Hancock's, you really don't want my thoughts on that. I'm absolutely furious. I think on balance, I preferred it when we went away and just surrendered. There are not enough characters on Twitter available to express my anger about this. Fuck the happy clappers. I'm absolutely disgusted. Uh, Sam Adams, same old forest, shootings ourselves in the foot. Should have come out of that at least with a point. Why is Navas world-class one minute and Sunday league the next? Five rubs all is pointless if you can't sub an injured player off. Um Fifty-five. someone needs to do an intervention with Cooper and his IU obsession offers absolutely nothing. Sarah, delirium to complete dis- dismay in 12 minutes. I'm doing on the moon, absolutely wonder of a result. Injuries are frankly a joke at this stage. It's like stealth on a Saturday night, one in, one out. Ian Russell, I've not slept on it, but at the end of the end of that match will give me nightmares for years to come. Are you, why? Subs one by one, why? Making gaps in a wall, why? It was the quintessential smash and grab until the equaliser. Keep the faith, Southampton and Chelsea to come. Carl Booth, poor game management, poor substitutions. I know injuries are ravaging the squad, but the players on the pitch need to be seeing out games from winning positions. I don't get why Cooper keeps putting IU on. I just don't see what he brings. Matty Moon as I thought Brentford were really poor didn't cause us any problems and we look to be coasting Early Forest could contrive to lose in that situation it's still all to play for but three points in this one would have really put us in a strong position it's going to be stressful Frank the Tank Steve Cooper disaster class again with his need to play are you for no reason end up 10 men because he does one sub at a time man's a joke as for Kiate, he is a coward breaking the wall and then turning his back Navas makes spectacular saves cannot make routine ones uh, Sam, fucking Thomas, Frank, and Brentford are so jammed. The three sub window is also ridiculous, especially considering injuries. That's twice we've had to play with ten men this season. Also, sack the medical medical team. What are they doing? BCP. First time I felt we are probably now doomed. I hope I'm wrong, but something fi- final yesterday. Psycho was back. Was great for the, for the at least a point until we shoot ourselves in the foot yet again. Terrible substitution con- conditioning. Uh, team have no clue. Hoping Danilo is okay. Simon Morgan slept on it. Still just as frustrated. Going to sleep on it again and then probably again and, again and again and again until we have enough points to stay up. For fuck's sake, Forest. Uh, so Elliot, heartbreak of a resort twice this month. We've got to play with ten men due to an unfortunate injury. Couldn't fault every player. Determ- determination today. Danilo will be a star. As I said on Wednesday, Steve Cooper, please stop trying to make Andre Ayew happen. Um. And then last of all, Jerry Pritchard, it was all going very well. And then became a game of substitution tactics. Frank went all out attacking. Cooper went more defensive and relinquished any offensive capability and pressure release. So many questions remain. Did Tyra have to come off so early? Why are you the wall? Etc. So thank you very much for getting us all in. Um obviously a lot of frustration as as, as you can imagine. The same same from us, we just all want us to stop pissing about, to be honest. It's it's really difficult. But we get into some player performances. Christian, I'm gonna start with you, and it's the star boy, Danilo, who's who's seems to be taking all the headlines at the moment, but unfortunately went off at the end of the game yesterday. Let's hope it's not not too serious.
2: Yeah, it's really coming to his own, isn't it? Um I am loving the worrying. celebration
3: for, for for the for the favelas. Yeah, good to see that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> um, again, he was very good. I mean, like Reese touched upon earlier, it was um, his uh, the in- instincts he had to be in that position, obviously, to take it like he did was something to expect. A good striker to do, let alone a promising like midfielder. So that's very reassuring. I thought again, he played very well. You know, he ran himself into the ground. He was always trying to make things happen. And even the instant that maybe gave him the injury, he was trying to get Forest back into the game. Um, the were for me is that it's going you know, to be a seasoning injury. I mean, I, I've seen some people like, you know, it's, it's quite funny how all the medical experts sort of come out when they see someone get injured. they like, oh, what could that be? And ultimately, if you had two people taking you off the field, it's probably not a good sign. So, um, yeah, um, that's quite a concern. I mean, the ideal dream is that it's just a bit of cramp. He couldn't run it off or shake it off and had to come off. And, um, I mean, he, he signaled straight away for a sub, so I think maybe that's... He probably was thinking, oh, we still got one left. But alas... And um, but yeah, I mean, we'll have to see if he's a a chance he's fit for Southampton, then great, but uh, he's just walking wounded at the minute. That's that 14 15 players injured now, like, yes, I can't be asked for anymore. I'm just like, I'm sick of banging the same drum, but um, no, going back to the point at hand, Danilo was good. Um, to be honest, most of the team were good, like, I mean, this is it, like, for 80 minutes, like. We were we were we were good. The game plan was carried out to a T and then, you know, just folded like a fucking deck chair and then that's it. But I mean after that point, you know, everyone put a shift in. Like I'm pretty sure I mean, well, with the exception of Ayu. Um but yeah. So mm.
3: Lee, I'm gonna give you Joe Worrell, who we have critiqued a lot on this podcast also gave him phrase when he's played in the NG postcode, but I actually thought yesterday for the, for maybe one of the first times this season going outside of Nottingham, he, he actually put in a decent display. I thought.
5: Yeah, he was decent. Um, won a lot in the air. Um, made some pretty crucial clearances as well. So yeah, I mean, like we've always said on this pod, despite what some people want to think, uh, we always give credit where it is due. And I think, um, We'll continue to do that. We, I think the perception sometimes when you've got a platform to do this sort of stuff is that you're either always going to be positive or you're always going to be, be negative. Um, I like to think that we're not. We'll kind of say things as it happens. And if that means kind of holding your hands up and, and backtracking on a, a previous opinion, he's still got some work to do. Don't get me wrong, I still I still maintain that when everyone's fit, um, if we were to play a 2 I mean, you could argue if everyone's fit and we play a three, he doesn't get in because obviously he didn't play at Liverpool, did he, when McKenna was fit? So um, I still think he's got work to do, but um, he's one of them players, isn't it? He? Because he's, he's one of our own, for want of a less cringier phrase. Um, you, you hope it does work and it does prove to be a, a good decision to stick with him over a long period of time. So... Yeah, he's still got to strive for that consistency, but uh, but yeah, I think you're right. He was he did have one of his better games yesterday for sure.
3: Mm. Reese, I'm not going to give you a player. Actually, I'm going to give you Steve Cooper. Oh,
4: this run, this run of um, <sighs> Steve Cooper. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I agree with with Christian for pretty much 80 minutes. Again, the game plan seemed to work. Um. Obviously, the sub for me wasn't the right one. A one, I, I do agree again with Christian. I would have brought a one-year off because he had a bit of a stinky yesterday, and he did look tired. It did. The camera did pan into him, then. he did look a bit pissed off a one-year when he got brought off. So that was a bit interesting. Um, it's just the substitutions to That's kind of what's the bugbear. I don't think anyone's um, too annoyed at the tactics or anything, apart from obviously the subs have made us go ultra-defensive. And again, like Christian said, when it did go 1-1, one, one, you, you're just either going to hold, hold on for a 1-1 one, one, or we're going to get beat, which we ended up doing. And we ended up playing with 10 men again. You know, I, I discussed this in a previous comment. I didn't see the need to change anybody in the midfield. Was Mangala blowing out his arse? I don't, didn't seem to notice he was. Um, I get... Kind of get a tiniest bit that he's brought Ryan Yates on because of his experience of mm-hmm. maybe he's know how to win cheap fouls, his energy and stuff. But when the mid, when it's such a pivotal position in midfield, when it's not going too wrong, you don't really need to change it. And then obviously we've got another freak injury, which I know you can't, can't account for, but with our history, you kind of can on the other end of the scale. So and then it's left us playing with ten men. And, 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 you know, to use all them free sub windows with just one sub per window, it's just a little naive for me. Um, but the players as well, they've let him down yesterday as well. You know, it's not Cooper has to take some blame for me for the sub, but the players also have to take a large share of blame because for someone to not just get hit in the wall and just break, especially the size of Cuarte as well, it's just, you know, that's criminal. And, you know, like we've spoke about the goals you know, Navas has made a bit of a hash of both of them and it it just ended up turning into a, you know, as Stu likes to say on Twitter, a bit of a shambles, really, in the end, ain't it? And Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm not going to keep going on over about it because, thankfully, we're still in the mix and we're still, um, obviously, can, you know, fight his way to survival, but we've just put a massive dent in it yesterday and we've got to now... Pick yourself up and put extra pressure on for a big game against Southampton, which isn't going to be, you know. Oh, I'm trying to think of the word I'm looking for. Isn't going to be straightforward. You no, know, it's not. Like absolutely think, not. It, you know, Arsenal. Arsenal fought that last week, and look what happened to them. They yeah. literally clawed out a point, which they were very lucky in the end. So, it's not going complacent. to be straight. No complacency and at that point. You know, I think Saints have got Newcastle away today, which you expect them to lose. It's kind of when they come to us, they might just go, go and go and have a go and think, well, it's likely we're going to go down. Let's just go down kind of fighting. So it's, it's going to be a tough game Monday night. It's going to Definitely. be a really, really tough game.
3: Definitely. I think the frustration is because we all looked at the Premier League at the very start of the season, and said this is going to be really, really difficult. And then there's been so many teams that have been so poor, the opportunity to actually get out we've completely squandered but, a lot of well, the that's time. What it.
4: that's what it was yesterday we've literally had the chance yesterday to hold on to that win and make it a bit more comfortable for ourselves we Absolutely. did re- we did really well early on in the season to have that was it five or six point gap and we was like literally sat in maybe thirteenth twelfth on it. yeah and, and it, it, we kind of said oh the whole fan base look we beat Everton we beat Wolves at home and we keep that six point gap that five six point gap we nick points away at West Ham and Leeds and you're keeping that gap and we've not been able to do that you yeah. know look at look at Bournemouth for the ideal teams to look at they've just chipped away the odd win here and there and they've got. that six-point gap and yeah. they're, they're pretty much safe definitely everyone expected them to go down so yeah it's right. it just like we said sorry Adam to keep interrupting like we said <laughs> it, it's never easy as it with Forest. we could have made it not easy but easier yesterday and we've now put ourselves back into the bottom three because of obviously games elsewhere and made it bloody difficult for ourselves again but you know roll on Monday night it's just a real shame now we've got nine kind of days to dwell on this. Really, they've put
3: they've put the t-shirt design
4: on on hold. That's for sure. <laughs> anyway, um, we're going to get into the
3: Southampton game. Uh, we've got a preview going to happen. I'm going to uh speak to um a, fe- a fellow from from Southampton pod on on Wednesday. So before that, let's let's get into some stuff, Christian. We're going to start with you. Uh, Southampton at home. Obviously, we've got a, a fair fair few days to wait. Eight days to wait as we record this for the Southampton game to be played. We're going to be in the bottom three. Um, I think Lee, I think everyone around us actually plays uh, twice before we play that game, um, including today. So we, we could be a couple of points adrift or, or hopefully still level at, at the best case scenario. Thoughts?
2: Um, well, I mean, it's Forrest playing under pressure in a game that they're expected to win. So I think we know how the story is going to go there. Um, I think we're going to blow it. I think we'll draw at best. I really do. I I don't, I mean, that might be being overly negative. I just think that, you know, there's going to be a massive knock-on effect from yesterday, I reckon. And I just think it'll probably be a case of, like, we maybe get an early goal and just camp on it and don't try and extend it and then Saints hit us with a sucker punch later on. I think we, I don't, I don't don't see us winning it. I don't know, that might sound pretty negative and really sort of like, I just don't, I I mean, it could just because I'm so fucked off after yesterday, and I'm still <laughs> sort of maybe not rationally thinking. Um, but no, nah, I'm not optimistic at all. Um, it has all the makings of a bad bad day, and I think um, I mean, it's it statistically proven, isn't it, if you play on a Monday, I think that you know, you, obviously, you're m- you're more likely to succumb, isn't it? Because obviously, you know, on the one hand, you know everything going into it, but I remember like when Spurs blew the title. Their three Monday night games in a row that they didn't win any of them. <laughs> so, um, not that I'm saying that scheduling is going to blame for Forest being Forest, but I just don't see us hanging with the fresh at all. I don't see us doing it. Um, we couldn't do it yesterday, like, right? and we gifted that game, um, game away. Um, we couldn't do it against Wolves, we couldn't do it against Everton. Um, we couldn't do it in the it nine games that we've led this season. So, what's yeah, going to be yeah. any different on Monday? Mm. So, you know, I, I don't see us winning it. I'm sorry, I just don't. Lee,
5: yeah, I mean, I think we will. I do think we'll, um, I don't know, we'll put it this way if we, if we don't do it on Monday, then we don't deserve to stay in the division, do we? I, I guess, um, I, I do think we'll get a response. I, I think one thing that Cooper, um, to try and give him a, a bit of a positive has done particularly well is after a really bad performance or a really big setback, um especially if we've had a home game. We've kind of come out swinging a little bit. So I do think uh, the players will park that. I actually think it's quite helpful in this case that we don't play for nine, well, eight days now. Um, I mean, I might not be saying that. If, uh, I, I, I've seen people saying that some teams down there could essentially be points, uh, you know, so many points above us. But I think Everton have got City next week, haven't they? I mean, come on, they, they're not going to go to City and win, are they? So that's them probably only getting one win if they beat Leicester. And obviously Everton and Leicester can't both win both games. So, um, yeah, let's not worry about that too much and and see what the landscape looks like when we do go into that game. But uh, yeah, I do do think we'll get a response. I don't quite, I'm not quite as um, downbeat as Christian's just been about the situation just yet.
3: Yeah, so uh, Everton have got Brighton and obviously Brighton beat Beat uh Wolves yesterday six 0 so that was good. What what was your score prediction Lee? I don't think you said. Um,
5: I'm not going to say what I always say. By the way, um, I I th- I think there'll be goals in this one. I I when I've watched Southampton, it seems that they are swinging a little bit. I mean, you don't go to Arsenal and score three, do you? Um, I'm gonna go three two again. Um, right. I'll go for three two win. Blimey, okay, Reese?
4: Um, I mean, I know Christian's saying was negative, but he's given he's giving an honest opinion, isn't he? You know, if do you folk just want people to lie or something just for the sake of positivity? Just lad's just being honest, in my opinion, but I know some people don't like that. Um it's a pressurized, it's a massive. I'm just looking at saints as a form of God and it's utterly horrendous I mean they've not won in eight which I'd imagine will be nine today because I'd be amazed if they won at Newcastle you know the last time they won was the, you know the 4th of March so they've not won for like two months now Forest have got to beat them That that is no no questions about it they have got to win on Monday night and if they don't then yeah you are in a world of trouble again um, two I think we will I mean, it's, it's, it's a bit of a picker isn't it? Um, I'm going to be, I'm going to be positive because, you know, like I said, they've got to win, and they should. You know, if you want to stay up, if you can't beat bottom in a league at home, then you don't deserve to stay up. So, I do think it'll be nervy. Um, but I think we'll win two one. I don't care how. Um, I get Leeds' point. Actually, to be fair, that it is good we've got nine days break because we actually can maybe get some players back. With our look, it just seems that like every injury is bleeding long-term, doesn't it? I mean, like we said, Danilo coming off yesterday when he's got two guys helping him off and he's holding his hamstring and can hardly walk. I mean, that, that probably says to me he's done for the season. Mm. But uh, let's fingers crossed hopefully not. And it, it's the same, isn't it? It's it's another one as we spoke about in the last pod. A one you gets going. Southampton away gets injured. Nico Williams gets going. Gets his jaw broke the other night. Danilo scored two and two. Now he looks like his hamstring or his groin's gone. I mean, you know, just sums it up, doesn't it? Just the the bad the bad luck and and as well. I'm just to touch on an article this morning. You know that's not ideal at all, is it? You know, articles coming out saying your owners absolutely furious. I mean, keep that in. That's got to be kept in house. And, you know, if Maranakis is not happy with Cooper, have the courage, your convictions, and get rid of him. You know, don't just pine to the fan base. If you're not happy with him, get rid of him. If that's how you feel. You know, leak, leaking stories to the press and that is not happy with, you know, subs and stuff, that should be kept in house, in my opinion. I don't mm. think that's ideal at all. And it's just probably adding pressure on.
3: Yeah, it doesn't help, you know? is it?
4: Just not helpful at all. Mm. Well, obviously,
3: Southampton at home is not a an easy game in the in, in 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 any means necessary because they've they've shocked a few teams on the road this season. Chelsea comes to mind. Obviously, got a result um, against Arsenal and 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 Tottenham at home uh, um, not too long ago. So they've got they've got some fight in them, but I'm hoping that the City Ground kind of engulfs engulfs them and 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 we. We we put on a bit of a performance. Sorry so gonna... to
4: interrupt, Adam, but I did catch the last ten minutes of their game against Bournemouth the other night, uh, Saints, and they they looked. I know they did score in that period. They got ruled offside, but apart from that, they looked shot in injury time.
3: Yeah, well,
4: So it wouldn't surprise if Newcastle give them a bit of a hiding today.
3: Well, that's let's hope and pile on the misery. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep positive because. I, it, it's the hope that kills you, and I can't bear being negative for this game at least. Because if we, like you said, Reese, if if we lose to the bottom of the league, then we deserve to go down. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with a two-one win. Um, by hook or crook, I don't care. I'm not bothered. So, yeah, two-one win. We we we'll get the positivity back in the city ground, and and uh, we get we we get clear of the relegation zone. Hopefully, if results have gone our way, Dee, oh, I did think you we're... want to say anything before?
5: Yeah, I just think I get I I know what Christian said is um, it's his opinion and that's absolutely fine. Um, I just think it's hard when when you when we do this sort of thing and we record the day after and, you, and you're still hurting and it's, it's a shit way to lose. But I think in larger at home we've I mean we've just beat Brighton at home. I mean let's let's park that performance yesterday. Hopefully this is the, the players' mindset. Park the performance, get the city ground rocking again, and. Claim what could prove to be a massive three points, and then you're going into the last three games against teams that all three of those teams might have nothing to play for by then. I'm not saying they're just going to roll over and let us beat them, but there's three more opportunities to get more points. Yeah.
4: Um, I mean, like we've said, you look at that Chelsea away game, and yeah. you know, on the face of it, in real terms, you think, oh, bloody hell, Chelsea away, that's going to be a bleeding tough game. And but at the minute, they they are just all over the place, you know, and they're, they're literally limping the way to the end of the season. I mean, I was delighted, as I'm sure you guys was over there, to see that a Lampard's going to be staying for the rest of the season. Because if they got Pochettino in, they probably just kicked him up the backside. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's a game where at the start of the season, you'd have thought, oh, bloody hell, it's kind of damage limitation. Now it's a game where you think we can actually go there and get a result. Mm-hmm. Well, if we don't shit ourselves like we have been doing away from home all season.
3: Yeah, definitely. Well, anyway, that is all we've got time for on Red Star, the Trent. We'll see you again soon for the Southampton preview. But let's stay positive. Keep the faith. We're still in it. Come on, you Reds.
4: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network.
1: TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee In terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.